This is Together, an Ada Bible Church podcast about the world of marriage, where we attempt to invite you to explore the ways marriage works and doesn't work. From practical ways of learning to biblical inspiration, we invite you to listen to other professionals and couples to help enrich your marriage. Here are your hosts, Rachel Norton, Samuel Jones, and Dr. Kelly Bonwell. Hey listeners, Rachel Norton here, and I'm sitting down with our friends Kelly Bonniewell and Samuel Jones, and we are going to do something a little different today. We're going to be talking about marriage hacks. Hacks? Yeah. That's a hack uh, to cut what? somebody? Yeah. <laughs> what is a hack? Okay. So here's a hack. It's a way to manage things more easily, and so there are going to be some practical applications. We're going to talk about three different things today, and I'm going to get us started Awesome. Are you guys up for that? Oh, that I can't, I can't okay. wait to hear it. All right. So what I want to talk about, here's some advice I have, is get a plant. What? I know. Marriage advice. You, you so Get a plant. Get a plant. So okay. a little story behind this. So uh, John and I, when we first got married, we got home from our honeymoon, and there was a beautiful plant that we got as a housewarming gift. And we had that plant for years. And all we had to do was watch it and water it when it looked a little withered and make sure it was by the light. And it lived for lots and lots of years. It was thriving. And then at one point, it was not thriving anymore. I don't know kind of how it happened, but yeah. it just slowly lost, lost its life. And so uh, there came a day where I decided there was no hope for this plant. And it was past the point of any return. And so I threw it in the yard waste bin. You did what? I did. How inconsiderate. Yes. (laughs) It's just a plant, right? I thought I was bound for like replacement, right? Sure. Um, And so my husband gets home and uh, when he stumbled upon the yard waste bin and he saw the plant there, he said to himself, oh, no, we don't. Mm. Like, we're not giving up on this thing. And he promptly repots it and put it back in its spot. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can imagine my surprise when I get home and there it is. And, you know, what in the world? And so what was that all about? Uh, John took some steps I had not considered taking. And sometimes in a marriage, it takes just one to say, I'm not giving up on this on this marriage. I know things are sickly right now. They don't look so good. It Mm -hmm. may seem that we are at the point of no return, um, but let's leave some room um, for God to maybe do something great here. You know, when it gets to the spiritual, it actually reminds Mm -hmm. me of a couple, uh, Mm -hmm. a couple I've come to admire so much. They actually attend Ada Bible. And uh, uh, in this couple, uh, the woman had an affair. And you can imagine that that presented some very difficult realities in their marriage. Mm. You know, he was devastated. And you know where she was at is she was done. Mm. And so he was the one that in his pain said, we are not giving up on this marriage. Mm. And so they they both um, did some work. You know, they got connected with a counselor. I think they got some individual counseling first. They actually met with one of our marriage mentor couples who had been through a very similar thing. Very cool. And, you know, over time, they kind of got repotted, oh, right? That's so cool. And that's so they did some fresh watering. They got some fresh light into their marriage. And would you know that they are now thriving? That's so good. They would even tell you they're in a better spot now than they were before this happened. Wow. And so to circle back to my plot, my plant, 
that plant is now still thriving. Really? We have had it for 30, 30 years. years. 30 years. We call wow. it the love fern. I know. It's I just ridiculous. turned 30. You yeah. know, I didn't, I'm, I'm I didn't just turn 30. Just yeah. So yeah. you guys can come for dinner sometime. I'll show you, you know, the plant. Wow. And we can celebrate it. But maybe um, our listeners, one of the listeners in that marriage that's not in a great place right now will be the one that says, I'm not giving up on us. I love that yeah. one, Rachel. That's yeah. so important. That's a really cool practical way for it a is. couple to, whether it's a plant you plant in your yard or mm-hmm. it's a house plant, mm-hmm. to say, we're going to take care of this together. I, I love that yeah. one. Rachel, yeah. that's so important. I was telling you off off, off air how uh, I had bought a plant for my wife and um, – she has done an incredible job this season taking care of it on our windowsill and, and and watering it almost almost as if you were telling me this story and I did it right yeah <laughs> and uh, I learned an important lesson about myself in that right uh, my expectation because of past history of plants mm-hmm. was that my wife would not do the greatest job mm-hmm. taking care of them um, because we don't always have the education of how to take care of plants mm-hmm. right but in that space I also learned that you know I literally gave up my responsibility to help and assist in taking care of that plant and if and when it died i would always be like well it was was what i expected Mm -hmm. right guess you didn't care enough about it exactly but in that same estimation Mm -hmm. i love how when you and john in this example john says no we're not going to give up Mm -hmm. him taking the step to repot something right right? or to take care of it or to help and assist right Mm -hmm. is something that i think as a married couple us me others may learn that oh you know what if something dies it doesn't mean it's dead Mm -hmm. it may just mean that there's another way to uh let it flourish Mm -hmm. in a different setting in a different environment in a different way so that way it can grow and blossom again Mm -hmm. And I think that that's an incredible story that you shared and that I'm learning in my own Mm. plant taking, um, caretaking uh, (laughs) uh, uh, thought process. That's powerful. It's powerful. Yeah, Yeah. Samuel. So now what is your hack? Oh, your marriage hack. hack. Yeah. So mine is something uh, me and my wife um, in our short, short nine years uh, almost of being married. uh, We have um, done this thing yearly called Wreck. All right. R-E-C. R period, E period, C mm, period. Mm-hmm. All right. Stands for something. That that first letter um, is recreation. Yearly, we go on some level of a vacation, a getaway where it's just me and my wife. And um, we get a chance to recreate. We get a chance to go have some fun, um, whether it's, uh, you know, I think one of the times we went on a cruise and there's a lot of fun activities you can do on a cruise, you oh, know. Yeah. Uh, get a chance to play basketball. We're very competitive as a couple. Mm. Um, so she likes to beat me in things like putt-putt. Um, I, I just have now admitted that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like and, Tova more and more. Yeah, I know, right? yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, we get a chance to just have fun enjoying each other. And how much time do we as couples when we get into the seriousness of life, um, the seriousness of all the things that it takes to, you know, make ends meet, do we enjoy just recreating and that can look like different things couples that i know go on a hike couples that i know take a walk together during the evening or go out and run together sometimes we forget 
those things Mm -hmm. in the midst of everything. But what if we purposefully took time to recreate, um, not only at an evaluation time, but a part of our our daily life? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's an important piece in how we navigate situations. And that's something that me and my wife began to talk about in terms of what do we do to recreate and enjoy each other so that way our marriage does not become, I don't know, a stall or or stale, Mm -hmm. you know, and have a stall and stealing point. And so in that, that's one thing that we have encouraged each other to do and that we do in the space of of our yearly uh, retreat. Uh, The other thing that we do is we evaluate. We get a chance to ask some very evaluative questions like, here's a very vulnerable one, uh, how did I do this year? How did I do this year? As so you're husband. asking your wife this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How did wow. I do this year as a husband, um, now as a father, um, as a person that spent time with you throughout the course of the weeks, the 52 weeks that we were together this year? <laughs> how did I do? Right. And then she would also correspondingly ask that question for herself. It's very vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. It's very uh, open-hearted and mm-hmm. honest because in that space, let's just say you didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you're leaving room to hear the improvements that you can take, but also the ways that you can say, okay, how can I learn from what my wife or my spouse's evaluation of me is? That's just one question, mm-hmm. but it's a big one. Um, another question. And that, it's not in the middle of a heated oh, no. exchange, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. This exactly. is so inspiring, yeah. Samuel. Mm-hmm. It's such an yeah. easy question, but it could yeah. lead to some profound it, things. It can. It can. Another big question, maybe not as uh, cumbersome, that we often ask each other is, you know, uh, what did you enjoy most about our time together this year or what was a memorable experience that we had this year and for your spouse to just begin to talk about a memorable experience or something that they enjoyed that you did let you know hey i'm doing a really good job in this this is something that i can expound upon the next year those are just two of several questions that we asked during evaluation time and that allows us to also just see how our marriage is doing, um, how we can continually incorporate different things where, again, it doesn't become, you know, stale. Um, and it allows us to also put future and hope and expectations into it. The third one that I like to talk about is in the C of REC is consideration. Consideration for me means our opportunity to go internally and process how we navigate situations. How do we considerate or uh, consider it? How do we consider, mm-hmm. you know, um, each other in the realm of what we do day to day? Um, and so we get a chance to, after we've recreated, after we've evaluated, we go get a chance to go into ourselves and write and journal about some of the things that we're working on that are also incorporating our spouse and our families and saying, you know, how did we consider what we did this year and how that impacted the other person? And then we go get a chance to, after we journal, we talk about it to each other. How did I consider you in, you know, taking care of you with the family and the job situation? How did I consider you in taking into effect this new job change or this new thing that happened? Um, how did I consider you in relationship to our meals and what we prepared? Did you take, you know, 52 of the meals of the year? Or did you take any time to actually, you know, uh, not just eat all the time, out all the time, and not consider the fact that I cooked at home before you got there? Like, those are things that sometimes we just forget in our daily lives. What did I do to take time to consider you throughout the course of the year? And so those are just three things that I would encourage couples to do in their time of a yearly evaluation or in their time of just maybe even weekly conversations. Yeah. What do you think about that, Kelly? Wow. Samuel, that is amazing yeah. and inspiring and 
Yeah, I definitely, Julie and I need to do that. We've never done that. Yeah. And I think that's really valuable. All right, now we've got homework. We're we're going to do it that's and report cool. back at we're, some point. We're potting plants. Right? We're potting okay. plants, and we're wrecking. Buying yeah. a, pot, buying a yeah. plant. Yeah, and we're going to wreck. I love it. Yeah. Thanks Kelly, so much, Samuel. You, I'm sure you got something. Man, you're the doctor in the building, so I well. have great <laughs> expectations of what you're going to share. Yeah. <laughs> Mayor attack no, number three. No pressure <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. So, Julie and I are firstborn children. Mm. Rachel, what are you? I'm a middle. Okay, you're a middle. Samuel, you're the youngest, I'm a right? tertiary. I'm the last. Yep. We've really represented here. Yes. <laughs> first, middle, yeah. last. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, so, firstborn children. Little facts about firstborn children. They are reliable. Mm. They are conscientious. They are structured. They are cautious. They are controlling. That's the operative word. And they are achievers. So for Julie and I, we joke that our boys, who are now 27 and 25, are probably going to need some serious counseling eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Because they grew up with two firstborn children. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, one of the dynamics where that has played out in our marriage, and we've been married 27 years We've been empty nesters for three or four years. I think it's three or four. Um, and one of the cool things that we're going through now is we're looking at pockets of our marriage where we could be better. And this is one of those areas. So one of the dynamics with firstborn children is they are challengers. They see problems everywhere. <laughs> and they want to fix them, right? Right. So they see in their spouse, there's problems there. We got to fix that. Kelly, that sounds like uh, quite the mix when a challenger marries a challenger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Sounds lively. Julie and I, even as I'm talking about it now. I'm getting it's nervous. Amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. We've been married 27 years. Uh, wow. But, um, but excellence is a big part of, you know, who we are. And sometimes we achieve that and sometimes we don't. But most importantly, there's this dynamic of... It there's sometimes where it can be me against you versus being a team. Hmm. And uh, so one of the cool things I learned years ago uh, from the scriptures is there's this unique word for if you want to change somebody. Mm. And the Bible says with this unique word, it's I think it's used 77 times. I can't think of the word offhand. It's used 77 times. And... 76 times, it's you encouraged to change. You're positive. You got a smile on your face. Uh, one time, you challenge to change. Mm. You know, you get into somebody's face. You have maybe a little bit of a scowl. You have that, we got to have a Jesus conversation. Mm. Um, and with Julie and I, oftentimes I think what we've done is we've flipped it. We've challenged to change. And so, so I think with this one... There are some couples who are like, they're just innately encouragers. Mm-hmm. This is not a marriage act pie for you. You're already hitting out of the ballpark. But there's at least one person in the marriage who this is a challenge, and you're the challenger. You're like Julie or I. So uh, one thing to think about is to surprise your spouse with kindness once a week. So number one, surprise your spouse with kindness one a week, mm-hmm. once a week. Uh, find unique ways to be grateful and express that to them. 
And then finally, how do you every day communicate to your spouse, I am for you? Mm. Okay. And Samuel, with your wreck thing, while you were sharing that, I realized, you know what? I need an acronym. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this acronym is going to go viral. Say it, man. Say it. All right. Now this moment. I've got my hands on the the table Mm -hmm. ready. What what you got? PKW. PKW. Okay. Okay. Every day do PKW. Okay. And that is? Purposeful, kind words. Oh, so Okay. 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 So yep. I want you guys, I'm, I'll give one or two, but I want you guys to give an example of PKW. Mm. Okay. Purposeful, kind words. So remember that first word is very important. Purposeful. You've got to do it purposefully, even to the point, maybe what you do is you put it on, for some people, it might be good to put it on your calendar, you know, like a little alert on your phone. Like I have a friend who his name's Jack Stockman. Hi, Jack. Um, <laughs> And he has an alert on his phone every day at noon uh, to be grateful. And so at noon, he gets the alert. And if he's with somebody, like he's done this with me, hey, Kelly, what are you grateful for? At noon. At noon, Mm. every day. So purposeful, kind words, PKW. So one would be um, simply going to your spouse and they did something that they always do. And they do it like amazing. So right now, like uh, last night, Julie folded all the clothes. Okay. I hate folding clothes. Uh, And so I went to her and I was purposeful and I was kind. And and my words were, honey, thank you so much for folding the clothes. Um, You guys got examples of totally. Yeah. Yeah. What you got, Samuel? My wife uh, made and will and often makes delicious dinners. She claims she can't cook, but she can cook really uh, good, really great. I think it's because she don't want to have anybody taste her cooking other than me. So um, <laughs> I could literally go off, and I'm, I'm going to use a little bit of my urbanism here, but I'm, I can. I would be like, "Babe, your food was off the chain tonight. It was amazing." And that's what I would say to my wife based off of the dinner that she deliciously cooks every single night for me. Thank you very much. High five, Sam. That was PKW. (laughs) Now we do kind of want Tova's food. But yeah, I was just thinking of dinner last night too. When it becomes a part of our daily thing, I think you're onto something. And if we're not careful, we might do the opposite, Mm. right? So last night, I mean, John always grills. He's our grill guy. And it was just like, thank you so much. Like, like we're on a pork chop craze right now. Like these pork chops are like perfection. Like, thank you so much. It's small. Yes, but it's, it's small, Yeah, but you got to do it daily. Yeah. You probably have to do it multiple times daily, Yeah, but you got to be purposeful about it. And this is something that remember for me being the firstborn, mm. my innate place to go is to go to challenge. And so to, and it gets back to that aspect of excellence. Mm-hmm. Everything's got to be excellent. Mm-hmm. And uh, so both Julie and I can lean towards being critical versus being using some PKW. I love it. PKW. Mm-hmm. So listeners, as we are wrapping up our podcast tonight, uh, today, tonight, wherever you're listening to it, whenever you're listening to it, here's the thing. Purposefully kind words. PKW. Pot a plant, like buy a plant, pot it, take care of that thing. Don't do like I did. Uh, and also rec, recreate, evaluate, consider. 
Those are three amazing marriage hacks we want you to consider today on this very short episode of Together. For Rachel, Kelly, and myself, Samuel, this has been Together. We hope that you enjoy your marriage hacks. Thanks for listening to Together. We hope you've learned a thing or two. If you find the podcast helpful, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your listening platform. Leave a comment and give us a five-star rating. If you'd like more information on Ada Bible Church and its ministries or someone to pray or dialogue with about your marriage, go online and check out our website at adabible.org.